This is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Corey provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Financially Fit Radio with Corey Sickles. Hello and welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670 or feel free to visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And while you're at our website, feel free to click on that radio page. You can check out some past shows and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. And please don't hesitate to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you want to set up a face-to-face or even a virtual meeting. You know, we live in an era full of YouTube clips of fails, errors, flops, mistakes, falls, and so much more. If someone can screw anything up or screw something up, there's a good chance there's a video of someone else doing that online. You know, I was thinking about this recently and how some of those videos are more, you know, good-hearted than others. And I remembered a word from when I was younger, follies. It meant everything that fail does, but in a general with a better spirit. I like the word folly. Now, during my career, I've seen and discussed a number of financial follies with my clients as we're talking about their current financial strategy. Financial follies are just sort of, you know, rolls off your tongue in a way that I like. And more importantly, I'm able to emphasize that a financial folly isn't a financial disaster. Because unlike many financial disasters, the occasional financial folly generally allows you to make a strategy adjustment before your financial future is heavily affected. Accordingly, we'll spend today's show going over some of the biggest financial follies I've encountered during my career and what you can do to avoid them. But before we kind of jump into this, I'd like to introduce to you my co-host this week and every week, and that's Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Oh, Corey, I'm doing great. Good to see you again today, and thanks for having me on the show. Uh, it's funny you're talking about you know you, YouTube clips, and we see America's Funniest Home Videos, and you see all sorts of funny clips now on all the social media sites, and it just makes me thank the Lord that there weren't cameras and cell phone cameras when I was growing up, because <laughs> I can't imagine some of the things I did, some of the dumb stunts I pulled as a kid and growing up throughout my life, if if everybody had had a camera, uh, I'm kind of glad that that wasn't I, the I case. I totally agree with you there, Tony. <laughs> our, our poor kids nowadays, their entire lives are documented. So, uh, but yeah, a lot of follies out there. You know, we I love watching uh, those clips like America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, but financial follies, uh, you know, that can lead uh, to a loss of uh, income or money. So you want to make sure you avoid those. And I'm I'm going to look forward to talking about that today. But first, um, how have you been? I've been great. How have you been, Corey? Are you keeping busy? Yeah, it's, it's actually getting busy. You know, one of the things uh, that I'm looking forward to, it's football season. So yeah, you it's, and it's me finally, both. It's, it's finally here. 
Um, it's like there's going to be people in the stands, so that'll actually be a little bit uh, different, to, you know, compared to last year to be able to watch. So I'm kind of looking forward, you know, to to be able to to, to do that. But you know, from a business standpoint, uh, yeah, things are busy. Definitely meeting with a lot of clients and prospects right now. Fourth quarter, you know, kind of rolling into this fourth quarter fall. It's it's a great time um, for me to actually meet with a lot of new prospects out there. So yeah. um, everyone wants to try to kind of focus on getting their finances or you know if you've kind of procrastinated throughout the year they want they kind of want to get it done heading into the new year so um, yeah. it's a good time to be able to meet with people yeah i think headed into the fall is a good time right now uh to really get your finances in order and I, i'm excited about the show today financial folly so uh, what do you have for us to get us rolling on this one well, you know, Tony, today we're going to use an article from Investopedia, and it's titled The 10 Most Common Financial Mistakes. And it kind of jumped out at me because it nicely sheds, you know, sheds the light on some of the things, you know, I've kind of seen in my own professional life. You know, the article's first critical financial folly is overspending on things you really don't need. Mm-hmm. You know, when I kind of point this out to clients, you know, that they're spending a lot of money on, and then I ask them, do you really need this? You know, they often strongly say, yes, I do. But kind of as we chat a little bit more, it, it, you know, their obvious yes often becomes, yeah, I probably didn't really need that. So I like to use lunch as an example. You know, if you're spending $30 a week on an afternoon meal, you know, it can, you know, it can easily, you know, think $30 isn't going to make or break me. But let's kind of broaden those numbers, Tony. You know, $30 a week is $120 a month. That already sounds differently, doesn't it? Yeah. And how about this? $30 a week for 52 weeks is, is actually $1,560 you know, dollars. So most folks I work with have better ways to spend $1,500 a year than basically going through a drive through for lunch you know, every day. Well, yeah, and I think uh, that's a minimum. I, I, some people end up spending you know, $15 to $30 a day on eating out. So... Uh, you know, that really adds up. And I'm I'm guilty of, you know, falling into that easy trap. Hey, uh, you know, I can run out and grab a $12 lunch. What's the big deal? But if you do that every day, uh, the result can be obvious, right? It adds up. It, it does add up. And, you know, another easy place, you know, we've kind of talked about this in the past too, um, that can kind of add up as well. And that, you know, th- those are the all those monthly or yearly subscriptions that you do have. Oh, yeah. Whether it's Amazon Prime or cable TV or streaming services, gym memberships. You know, that reoccurring payment trend is getting more common. You know, businesses are even leaning into it. And you see just, you know, about anyone who can, you know, try to get you to subscribe to their services, try to do that. So, so with something like Netflix, you may say to yourself, hey, what's the big deal? And if it's just Netflix, you're probably right. But now if you add Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and Apple TV and Disney Plus and Spotify, Pandora, I mean, the list can go on and on. Yeah. Now you're talking more about $1,000 a year just on streaming services. And that's a lot of entertainment. You know, how much of it do you really need and how much of it, you know, are you really getting value of? And that's something that you kind of need to probably sit down, you know, at least annually and find out what services are you truly using. And if you're not, get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. I bet there are people out there that have, uh, you know, that spend over a hundred dollars on streaming services every month. So, and and, you know, like you said, there are only so many hours in the day, Corey. So 
you know, you're supposed to be spending some of your time uh, working, sleeping, maybe getting outside. So why not turn off some of those subscription services, right? Yeah. And, and I think, Tony, you also have to remember that entertainment is more than the view from, you know, just your living room couch, right? <laughs> if you tighten up some I do of your forget stre- that. Right. And if you tighten up some of your streaming expenses, you may have more money to enjoy a night out with friends or even a weekend getaway as well. So here's one smart way I've heard um, about people tightening their streaming expenses. You know, limit yourself to just one or two prescript or, you know, subscriptions at a time. Catch up on all the shows and movies you've been missing, then cancel your subscription and pick the next one and kind of move on. That might be a good way to be able to do it. Yeah, that's what I love, Corey, about these streaming services is most of them don't have a a contract or or a time limit. So you can cancel them and resubscribe to them at any time. So you can watch your shows on Hulu, finish that, cancel your Hulu subscription, and then re-up the, uh, then subscribe to Netflix, do the same, then unsubscribe. So you're not always paying for, you know, 10 subscription services at once. And uh, I think that's, I agree with you there. That's a great one. And, you know, uh, and another thought here, I bet a lot of people put some of these services on auto pay with a credit card. And uh, that means if you don't pay your bill on time, you're probably paying interest on your Netflix account. Nobody wants to do that. Well, Tony, you know, that's a perfect transition into our next common, you know, financial folly, and that's relying too much on credit cards. You know, credit cards are a critical tool for millions of Americans out there. You know, you, you know, we use them for gas and groceries and other necessities, but you really need to be careful with them as well. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of credit card advice do you give your clients, Corey? You know, if your card has good, uh, you know, a good or great rewards program and, you, you know, you pay that off every month, um, you know, paying, you know, many things with a card isn't necessarily a bad strategy, but if you can't pay off the balance each month, you may want to, you know, use a debit card instead. And I think that's the key, Tony, pay it off every month. Well, yeah, you got to pay it off each month. That's great advice, Corey. Now we should probably take a quick break. Is there anything else you want to add before we do? Yeah, Tony, you know, for our listeners out there, you can always visit our website at safeharboroh.com. Or you can always, you know, give us a call at 614-760-0670. When you do call in, you can discuss with me or my team on how I'll be able to answer any questions or address any concerns that you have about your path towards retirement. You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you prepare for the retirement that you've worked so hard for. And really the best way to do that is to set up a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. If you already have a financial plan in place, we can be that second set of eyes and provide you a second opinion. And if you don't have one, just like I always say, if you don't have a financial plan today, you need to have one tomorrow and we'll be able to put one in place for you. Again, all meetings are complimentary, no obligations. So just give us a call at 614-760-0670 to set up your complimentary meeting with me. All right. Thanks, Corey. And listeners, we'll be back in a few moments with more conversation about how you can avoid some of life's most common financial follies here on Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Hi, this is Corey Sickles with Safe Harbor Retirement Group. There may have been a time when the ups and downs of the stock market were exciting, but if you're retired or nearing retirement, that time has probably passed. A predictable return and predictable income may not be exciting, but are the keys to a successful retirement. We specialize in crafting financial strategies that are effective and work to create income you can count on for the rest of your life. Visit us at safeharboroh.com for more information and schedule a complimentary meeting with us. Again, that's safeharboroh.com. 
Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, just give us a call at 614-760-0670, or you can always visit us online at safeharboroh.com. And again, while you're on our webpage, feel free to click on our radio show, and you can you know uh, check out some past shows and subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, feel free to check out our YouTube page. Just type in Safe Harbor Retirement Group, and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. Now, during our show today, we've really been examining common financial follies that I've you know, kind of discussed with my clients in the past. Well, Corey, I think today's show has been anything but a folly. So let's keep that momentum. What do you have for us next? Well, you know, next, I kind of want to address buying a new set of wheels. You know, I can't count the number of times I've reminded clients that purchasing, you know, a gently used rather than a new vehicle makes financial sense. It's no relevation to note that, you know, while millions of cars are sold every year, few of them are purchased outright for cash. You know, most folks are financing their new ride, which means they're, you know, paying interest on an asset that's losing value every day. If you're a person who trades in a vehicle every few years, you're likely losing money on every trade that you do make. So if you're financing a vehicle, it's imperative to get what you need at the best possible price. Yeah, and that's that's what we're all looking to do. I think that's that's really good. Uh, what kind of advice would you give somebody who has, say, 200,000 miles on their current vehicle, though, and has, you know, really little choice but to upgrade? Well, you know, Tony, first I would remember the words want and need and it, because they have different meanings. You may want an SUV that seats eight, but if you only have one kid still living at home, do you really need it? You know, sticking to needs rather than wants will likely save you real money. Secondly, remember SUVs cost more to purchase, insure, and of course, you know, uh, the cost of fuel. So going a little smaller means fewer trips to the gas station. You don't need to be a financial services pro uh, to know fewer fuel trips, you know, is going to keep more money in your pocket. And finally, And perhaps most importantly, if you focus on models that are a year or two old, you'll likely get, you know, many of the safety and entertainment features you want while letting someone else take some of that depreciation hit, you know, for that vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's interesting. So uh, I know a lot of people who have reached that point where they're able to purchase a brand new rather than gently used car. Uh, but in most cases, they choose new because it's a status symbol. I mean, uh, but just because you can afford something doesn't mean it's a smart financial move, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's some great insight there, Tony. You know, in, in it, its insight, we can also really apply to purchasing a home. You know, American homes are getting bigger. Five bedrooms, finished basements, four-car garages. Of course, you got to get the bonus room or the man cave, right? And... If you have a large family, you, you may need all those things. But if you're, you know, a family of four, do you really need 5,000 square feet? And here's something I stress, you know, with my clients. Don't forget about taxes, upkeep, and, of course, utilities. You know, the bigger the house, the larger the heating bill. A three-bedroom house with a two-car garage not only comes with a smaller sticker price, you know, but it also means uh, less upkeep. And let's face it, if you have a 5,000-square-foot house, that also means more furniture and other things that you're going to have to purchase as well, Tony. 
Sure. And I, I know that this is something that you help your clients with. I mean, you have to be really careful when it comes to buying a house, selling, downsizing, owning real estate, looking at what you can do with your equity and getting that home equity line of credit. Um, you know, some of these things are, are viable, uh, but you need to make sure it fits in with your overall financial strategy and you don't get yourself into a bad spot. So uh, I think if our listeners out there have questions about this, they really need to get a financial plan in place first and talk to somebody like yourself. Um, you know, and if any of our listeners today are pondering refinancing or taking out that home equity line of credit, definitely weigh the pros and cons with someone like yourself, a trusted financial services professional. I can't uh, emphasize that enough, right? Yeah. And, and I really couldn't you know, agree more with you there, Tony. Um, now, the article's next financial folly is basically living paycheck to paycheck. You know, as it notes, in June of 2021, the U.S. household personal savings rate was just about 9.4%. That means many folks are living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I get it. You know, life's hard, especially in an economy full of, you know, COVID-19 and all the uncertainty that it kind of brings. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, I don't want you to feel like, you know, anybody is knocking you. But if you don't have some savings and the fridge dies, you're going to have a problem. And, you know, we've talked in the past, Tony, about having that emergency fund. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really important. You have to have an emergency fund set aside. And we've talked a lot about that. You're right. Uh, you know, uh, what's a good target, though, for savings in, in that type of fund? Well, you know, Tony, many financial pros recommend having three to six months of living expenses saved. Now, I know that can be a tough road, but if you can get there, you you know, you really have achieved something important. And I think that should be everyone's goal is to have that three to six months of living expenses saved. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can sleep well at night. Uh, you don't have to worry about it knowing you've got that backup in place. Well, and let's get back to this conversation after a quick break. Is there anything you want to add before the break? Yeah, Tony. I just want to, you know, make sure our, our listeners out there understand that you can always set up a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. You can visit our website at safeharboroh.com or give us a call at 614-760-0670. And again, if you already have a financial plan in place, you know, we'll be that second set of eyes to give you a, 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 a complimentary second opinion. If you don't have one in place or financial plan in place, we'll put one together for you. Again, all you have to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670 to take advantage of this complimentary no obligation meeting with me. All right, and we'll be right back with more of Financially Fit Radio and our host, Corey Sickles, after this. There are 96 different months you could file for Social Security benefits. There's over 9,000 combinations if you are married. But that's not all. There's advanced filing strategies that can also be used. By the time you factor it all in, there are over 20,000 calculations that need to be run to find the best way to file for Social Security benefits. To request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report from Safe Harbor Retirement Group, visit safeharboroh.com. The Social Security Maximization Report will tell you exactly what to do and exactly when to do it. Welcome back to Financially Fit Radio. My name is Corey Sickles from Safe Harbor Retirement Group and Wealth Advisors. If you'd like more information about what you hear during the show, just give us a call at 614 seven six zero zero six seven zero or feel free to visit us online at safeharboroh.com also feel free to check out our youtube page just type in safe harbor retirement group 
and you can watch some videos on different types of financial topics. Well, what do you have for us next? I mean, we've had a great show so far, but uh, where do we go from here? Well, you know, so far, Tony, we've kind of looked at the common financial follies that can pop up regardless of your age or where you're, you know, really at in your career. Now, for our final segment, we're going to look at financial follies that are common when building a retirement strategy. And this is, I'm going to actually use a Forbes article titled 10 Retirement Mistakes That Could Cost You Your Happiness. And I believe it has some excellent talking points, the first of which is failing to have a strategy. Now, that sounds simple, right? Right. But as I noted earlier in the show, the lack of a strategy is common. You should have a strategy that addresses your retirement income, health care, and of course, your estate plan. Your strategy should also consider things like travel and hobbies. You only get one chance at retirement. So don't get caught without a strategy. And I always say, you know, I stress this about every show, Tony, if you don't have one in place today, you need to have one in place tomorrow. Right. And if you don't have a retirement strategy or maybe your current strategy needs a second opinion, a good step is to work with somebody like yourself, an experienced financial services professional, because retirement is just too important to try to figure it all out on your own. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very well stated, Tony. You know, another common retirement folly is not adequately, you know, accounting for the inevitable relationship strains that come with it. You know, many people in a relationship look forward to retirement because they envision road trips and uh, rounds of golf together, but don't undercount, you know, the lifestyle change that's about to happen as well. You know, if you're still married, think of it this way. When you and your partner were working, you may have been apart for around 10 hours a day. Monday through Friday. That means you each had time to do your own thing. But once you're retired, you and your partner are together constantly. Before you retire, make sure you agree on a financial strategy and retirement lifestyle. Maybe that strategy includes solo trips or a golf league or a bike club, um, you know, you know, without your partner. That's okay and doesn't mean you have a bad relationship. It just means that everyone needs some time to themselves. Yeah. And hammering out a budget that works for both you and your spouse or partner seems like a great way to avoid a lot of retirement follies. Yeah, I think that's exactly right, Tony. And, um, you know, really, and and really the next thing I kind of want to talk about is, you know, our budgets. You know, it's critical to craft one that fits your preferred lifestyle. You know, I've worked with many folks who have committed one or two retirement follies, the first is that they forget their income, regardless of how they, you know, well they've saved and, and really have strategized. It's likely to be less than it was when, of course, you're working. But at the same time, their expenses may also be lower. So with a few tweaks, your strategy can, you know, better reflect your circumstances. The second folly is presuming that you'll need too much income. You know, when you retire, your spending habits often change, especially if you downsize your home. So I've worked with clients who are surprised to learn that they may be able to, you know, they're really able to maintain their preferred lifestyle on 75% of their previous income. Wow. Okay. Well, you know what, Corey, we're almost out of time for today's show. It just flew by. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today? Sure, Tony. You know, for our listeners out there, if you'd like more information about what we discussed today, you know, I definitely encourage you to visit our website at safeharboroh.com or feel free to give us a call at 614-760-0670. That way you can discuss on how I might be able to answer any questions or address any concerns that you have about your path towards retirement. You know, it's our goal at Safe Harbor to help you 
prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. And again, the best way to do that is to set up a complimentary no obligation meeting with me. Again, all you need to do is give us a call at 614-760-0670. And I, you know, again, I look forward to meeting with a lot of our listeners out there. All right. And that concludes another episode of Financially Fit Radio with our host, Corey Sickles. Join us again soon for another episode of Financially Fit Radio. Take care and we'll chat again. Thank you for listening to Financially Fit Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Corey Sickles at Safe Harbor Retirement Group. Call 614-760-0670 or visit their website at financiallyfitoh.com. Corey Sickles and Safe Harbor Retirement Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.